0: Joe. He had a financial technology startup that he raised a little bit of capital for. Then went on to do consulting work after that. Said, you know what? I'm just going to go League of Legends hardcore, baby. Went in the gaming space, built a little tool around that. Ultimately ended up uh, you know, failing on the DAO kind of platform. They were big uh, called uh, Tron, kind of in that space. They've now, in September 2016, did one of the fastest crowd sales out there in the crypto space, selling 465,000 Ether at an $11 kind of price point, raising five over $5 million in under five minutes. In order to fund First Blood, which is this gaming community they're building in the crypto world, they decide to liquidate 80% of that at the $11 price point. So they put about $4 bucks in their bank to help fund their salaries, marketing, and growth of the, of the ecosystem. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000-unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you wanna get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to G-E-T-L-A-T-K-A.com. Here's the thing though, this database, This is episode 784. Coming up tomorrow morning, Evan joins me. He makes over $500,000 just from Udemy by helping you code via his company, devslopes.com. So how's he do it? Hello, everyone. My guest today is Joe Zhao. He's the founder and CEO of First Blood, an esports startup that recently broke the speed record for crowdfunding, uh, specifically in the crypto world. Prior to founding First Blood, Joe co-founded Alt Options, a Boston-based fintech or financial Technology startup that built the first American style option trading platform for digital currencies. Joe holds a BSBA from Boston University, Questrum School of Business, and is an entrepreneur in residence at Babson College. Joe, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, good. So, It was back in September of 2016. Uh, you do a token issuance or ICO, whatever you want to call it, for First Blood. Before we get into how that issuance went, tell us what First Blood does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, a quick elevator pitch about First Blood is first part is a platform allow gamers to play games uh not only for fun but also for money uh, the business model behind first Blood is really just we're trying to open up uh this venue for for amateur gamers to compete against each other demonstrate their skills and hopefully win some money and in this process first block gets to charge money uh of each game they're so playing against each other or uh, each tournament that being hosted on the platform will have a payout curve, where we charge the uh, the winning proceeds from the winning team a small fee. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, give me a sense of the story behind the company. When did you launch it?
1: We we launched the company uh, unofficially. That's when the project started. It was back in April uh, 2016. Okay. And that was when me and my other co-founder Anik. He's a Russian-born uh, Vietnamese developer. Uh, we went to college together. We're big gamers. At that time, we were super bored, but also a big fan of this uh this game title called League of Legends. It's pretty much the biggest mobile game ever existed. So we attended this hackathon hosted by Riot Gaming. Uh, They have an annual API challenge. We built an application uh, which never existed before in their own game client, allowing users to play 1v1 um, using our match engine and letter. And we have a back, in the backend, we have an algorithm tracking the uh, uh, individual MMR of each player, so they get matched with- What is MMR? MMR is a uh, matchmaking ranking, Uh, essentially it's it's sort of like the ELO in uh, in poker or uh, some FPS games, determines where you are against your peers uh, in the entire league.
0: So you were doing this, I thought you were doing a financial technology startup before First Blood.
1: Yes, yes. Um, So uh, I guess we'll rewind the story way back then. Um, So I co-founded this company on auto options when I was in college, uh, you know, with the thought of building the first venue for people to trade uh, digital currencies with leveraged products such as options and futures. So we built the technology from scratch. We operated it, we launched the beta. We had about 2,000 users uh, trading at one point. during the testing phase, and then the, the regulators really came down to, to uh, calling Bitcoin now as a commodity, especially CFTC. Uh, so at the time, you know, realizing we, uh, as a exchange operator, will need to get a staff registration with the regulator, which is super costly,
0: and looking at the How other much? side. How much? Sorry, what? How much does it cost?
1: Uh, it's probably around a quarter million a year.
0: Okay, and you are bootstrapped at this point? Yeah, we're bootstrapped.
1: We we raised a uh, uh, family friends round uh, about like 50 grand for okay. the business to build the platform.
0: And what happened to it?
1: What happened to it is a, a group of uh, people who were looking getting into the space were interested in integrating our technology. So we we sort of worked out a deal with them and worked as consultants for that group for about
0: half year. Okay, so you shut uh-huh. your business down and worked as consultants for a half year to keep making money. Then what?
1: And then it was during the uh, the time we're consulting for them, we, we did that little project for Riot and the League of you know, Legends one. To, yeah, decided to take it a little bit further.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and that's where the
0: you know first block came from. So fast forward to September of 2016, last year. Walk us through what happened. Why do a token issuance? How'd it work? Yeah, sure.
1: Um, we decided to do the token issuance because uh, you know the the awesome amount of support we're getting from the community uh, pushed us towards you know thinking, why don't we do a uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, for this idea because you know the success of dow although it was you know there there was uh there was technical issues in the contract and uh, the hacker was able to move out some
0: easier. i was about to say basically. i just i just had christoph off like uh four episodes yeah. ago on wednesday and he talked about how that bug basically just allowed people to steal right, right out from under him and that's why dow failed
1: yeah that was super unfortunate because we were one of the most promising projects that's gonna be going to be going the dow which stands for what by the way for People that don't know Dao stands for decentralized autonomous organization. Essentially, is like a decent decentralized uh, venture capital firm. Uh, we're managed by uh, everyone who has token in it. Yeah. Uh, they get a cast vote to, into the project that we like, and then they, they can allocate in stages uh, based on the project's uh, milestones and such. Mm-hmm. And Great. the first slide, uh, you know, before the name first slide really came. Uh, into life, we were operating under the Project Tron, uh, in the in the DAO community, and mm. uh, we were the, one of the most popular projects that being supported. We're thinking about launching it, but then the whole bug happened. Fails. You know? Yeah, yeah. So now what? And now, uh, you know, we started building like a MVP and looking at you know what are some elements needed to run a very successful crowdfunding campaign. Uh, then we dig into uh, the whole process, setting it up legally consulted with lawyer, um, uh, set up pitch deck videos and put up the website and the, the MVP. Can we see Uh, your pitch deck from, from back then?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can send you a link. That'd be really
0: valuable. I'd love to check it out and put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Um, and also me personally and uh, the other two co-founders, we uh, we toured uh, multiple cities to give talks and presenting at uh, multiple Ethereum meetups about our projects and our uh, our plan going live. And mm-hmm. uh, that's how we gauge so much interest in the community. And really, September 26th, we finished uh, in the first hour th- because we were the inventor of the Power Hour concept for the whole crowdfunding um, thing. <laughs>
0: Tell us We're what was, happened. Like, how much did you make available? How much did you raise uh, on September 26, 2016? How did it work?
1: Yeah. Um, so the team we had a discussion before we, you know, uh, deploy the contract. Basically, determining how much we need to take us to uh, to build something like this for the community uh, on top of the decentralized ledger. Uh, we came up with a budget of you know three, three to four years runway. Uh, for the entire team, so we came to the conclusion and want to raise close to uh, uh, five million USD worth of funding. How, much, how many
0: people fund- were on the team at that point?
1: Uh, that time we, we've got six people, uh, actually five people full-time, uh, and one part-time community manager. Uh, and then we quickly expanded and now first Play has about 15 people.
0: Okay. So you are assuming five people, you want a runway of about three, three years. So you're assuming what that's 5 million bucks. So three, five people over three years, that's what about like 1.3 million bucks per year, just in salaries, things like that. Joe, you had, it sounds like about five employees at that time, you wanted three, four years of runway. So you said, okay, 5 million bucks will be enough to pay everyone, you know, about $1. 1.2, $1. 1.5 million ish per year for three or four years. Is that, that's how you got to the 5 million number? Uh, no,
1: no, uh, there was just uh, you know, they're just for the first six months. Cause we think about expanding the dev team, obviously we won't have enough people to be able to push out the product at the time. We only have the three,
0: three dev guys. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So you come, you come up with 5 million, you have the contract ready, then what?
1: Uh, and then we, you know, we calculated the, the current price of Ethereum,
0: which was about uh, 11 bucks.
1: Yeah. At that time. So we deployed the contract to the, to the, to the network. And at the time, Ethereum was under, what th- website did you
0: use to do that? Like, how do you actually tactically do that?
1: Mm, sorry, do what deploying the contract? Yeah. Uh, we, so it was done by one of our, uh, technical co-founder. He's the current chief architect, Zach Holborn. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows inside and out of smart contract and how to programming solidity. so we basically we're running nodes uh deploying the contract is just a matter of you know typing the command command land
0: okay so <laughs> what happens did you raise the money
1: we did yeah how fast
0: yeah.
1: it was really fast we finished within the first uh four blocks uh in the ethereum time uh, although that's the, during during the crowd sale the ethereum blockchain was under spamming attack uh, I'm sure you were aware uh, back in the days, because that was like right off the DEF
0: CON. So it changed four blocks in Ethereum time, though to real time. Are we talking like five minutes, an hour, ten hours?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was it was it was processed uh, in the first six or seven minutes but uh, the full block supposed to be only like under a minute
0: got it so just to sum up this first part and then I want to go into the next part which is your own first blood tokens how those work uh, in the first seven minutes uh, you want it again you you raised about you know you know five million dollars uh, and the way uh, that that converts to kind of ether sold is you take the current ether price at the time which was 11 bucks divide that into five million so you sold about four hundred sixty five thousand three hundred and thirteen ether tokens is that accurate? Accurate? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, take us to the next level. I don't understand why not just keep the thing tied to Ethereum. Why issue your own tokens called First Blood tokens?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, now, looking at broad, looking at this broadly, right? Um, um, there there's some limitations that Ethereum uh, has. Uh, They're just why we develop our own function-specific smart contract, where we have the tokens uh, being underneath it. Uh, It's because we want the tokens to play a huge part in the the network we're building, uh, because the token will be given unique utilities. That's very crucial to make the network
0: works. Um, Like what? Give me an example.
1: Yeah, to give you an example, uh, the first layer is the transactional level, uh, level uh, utility, which which can be down totally by Ethereum as well, uh, is how users are playing against each other, using the currency or the token to, to put in the, a stake in the smart contract into the escrow and play against each other as a payment method. By this. And you're saying, tr-
0: you're saying Ether did a good job of that or first blood tokens had to be created in order to enable that to happen?
1: Uh, for that layer, both uh, both digital currency can work. Okay. Yeah, and then you go you go a little bit further, uh, where there are function functional specific uh, utility that cannot be achieved by Ether, such as uh, this witness uh, witness program would be running uh, de- only decentralized fashion, where users will be running their uh, individual witness nodes uh, to help the network to secure, publish, and validate game data whenever uh, their match is available in the queue.
0: So, okay, you lost me on that. Can you, I mean, can I look at one of your games that you have on your website and can you tell me why you need a first blood token to play the game and why you couldn't just do that with an ether token? Yeah, sure. So pick a game, which, which game?
1: All right, so give you an example for, for Dota 2.
0: Dota uh, 2, and what's Dota's, the game? Was it like a first player or RPG or what? Dota 2 is, um, is
1: like the, uh, it's like the mother of MOBA. Because Dota was the first, def- I think it stands for Defense of the Ancient, uh, was the first uh, uh, mobile strategy game based okay. on three platform. And then later on, Valve developed their own. Now it's a standalone uh, game. It has all, its own client, its own ecosystem. Uh, they have their own tournaments and such. Um, basically, it's a 5v5 uh, real-time strategy game where you play as a hero uh, with a goal of defending your, your base.
0: Okay. So I'm a a hero defending the base and why do I need first blood tokens to play versus just ether tokens?
1: So in this process, uh, the player itself, you know, you don't really need the first blood token. It's more about the infrastructure and information exchange, uh, the technology behind it. Um, So whenever the game gets settled... we will will just we basically send the information to uh, a network of witness nodes where they will be running tasks using their computational power to fetch the data and cross-references the data to make sure the data is valid Uh, and then that data gets published into the blockchain and smart contract so
0: So who pays pays for that computational like data or like the ability to process that is that what a miner is uh, yeah, it's a very similar concept to minor because they have to do some work in order to get paid
1: uh, in our in first class term uh, These people are getting paid because the winner of the game is paying a small percentage fees to the network And part of that fees goes to the uh, people who are running the witness the those. minor
0: yeah interesting okay so okay i don't i'm not i still don't think i understand specifically why you created first blood tokens on top of ether but i think what you're saying is it just makes your system run more efficiently so you did it and it it sounds like so what you did is you issued basically i think 85 million blood tokens which if you uh and then so what i want to do now is like get this into like a value per token so like it, it, you know, based off the research I did before this, called the value per each of those eighty-five million dollars tokens is about eighty-three cents. So eighty-three cents multiplied by eighty-five million, you get about seventy million dollars in like USD, like United States dollar value. Is that accurate?
1: Um, I'm not sure because I we at our team we don't really uh, care about the, the token price that mm-hmm. much we value more about the utility of the token mm-hmm. uh, the token price is more about how um outsider and the supporter view the project as a whole in regard uh or in comparison to other projects uh,
0: who, who came up with the ratio of the ether value like the number of ether it would take to create one first blood token
1: like in the in the creation process?
0: Yeah, because it's like .004 basically ether per, or sorry, first blood tokens per one ether token. Like, who, who, how does that ratio get created?
1: That ratio is very arbitrary. Um, we we basically you know look at the pre- previous projects who did the token launch. Uh, and then we came up with a number and then we want to give early supporters uh, the special perks such as discounts uh, to, you know, to, uh, to join the crowdfunding campaign. And then uh, it really comes down to, you know, originally I think we had about one to a hundred as a normal rate.
0: Uh, Sorry, sorry. 100 first blood tokens equals one Ether? Yes, yes, correct.
1: And then uh, because of power hour discount from the early supporters, we up that number to 170 to one Ether.
0: Got it. And now it's almost like 180 or 190. Um, So what you're saying is your ability to kind of mess with that ratio is what allows you to incentivize people to do certain tasks in your ecosystem, which grows the value of the the utility value. Yes, the utility value, yes. I mean, is that accurate? I, I think that's pretty accurate. Okay. And a lot, a
1: part of this is really an uh, experiment because uh, no one knows, because a lot of uh, dApps right now, they haven't launched with their real, you know, real money function yet. Yeah. Uh, they probably, you know, there's some projects who deployed their app applications on top of Testnet, but they don't know how the real economy is going to work out just yet. Yeah. And for slide, we're very close to the point now. We're launching the beta uh, just around this week. Um, we're going to make announcements announcement fairly soon to the community and allow people who participate in the crowd sale to have uh, pre-access to that
0: Yeah. So one of the reasons I'm asking these questions is because you had, based off uh, etherscan.io, you have about 1,592 people that have first blood tokens, right? And does that sound right? Mm, I haven't checked that number. Generally speaking, when you launched, do you remember it being about 1,500 people that took part? Yeah. Okay, so so you have about 1,500 people took part in it, right? But what's interesting is is kind of like the power laws at play here, right? So the person, like the top address or the top token holder, which ends in, you know, the the code 263DC, I mean, they have 31 million tokens, which is equivalent to about 36% of the entire kind of thing. In fact, if you add up the top five holders, they own over 70% of of kind of the issuance. I assume one of those is actually is, is you. But isn't that risky having such a small group of people actually can having so much control over so many tokens and network Yeah. Um, to us.
1: We, we don't view it as risky because we, we thought about this, uh, all the way along that being, you know, for example, that witness knows that we, I told you about the utility and also the jury, which I haven't gotten a chance to mention yet. All this selection process, uh, has like a cap rate on uh, on how likely you're getting selected to be participating in the network or helping the network to be run, mm-hmm. uh, which we did uh, we did cap at the one percent as a maximum impact. So it doesn't matter how much you own in one wallet. Um, so you're
0: what, what? So let me let me ask something kind of weird here, which might be a tough question for you, but I think my audience it's important. Uh, it, well, first off, on etherscan.io, it says, like, there's a part that says, like, what the owner of the, or the token creator kind of owns. It ends in BCEF7. Is that you?
1: me take a look.
0: Yeah, it says, like, you own about 4.8 million uh, for first blood tokens, or about 6% or 5.7%.
1: Yeah, I think so. This this must be um, be the the Project Ecosystem Fund e,
0: which we, yeah
1: which will be given out to um, when we launch a platform officially we'll be
0: giving out to users. Well, so how much I'm trying to get a sense of like how much you own. How much do you own as one of the founders?
1: Founders um, we I, I I prefer not to talk about it. But we are uh, basically, I think we announced, We made an announcement last week about the founder allocation of the tokens. We have no plan to distribute them out until our platform has mass adoption. So what, what is, though,
0: how, like w- with that announcement, I assume you said here's how much we own, but we plan not to distribute them until we have mass adoption. What? What's the number?
1: Uh, the 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 allocation i think we had about 10 percent off uh the total
0: okay so okay so so about eight million if there's 85 million out that's eight million first blood tokens is that accurate something around there yeah. The reason I'm asking all these yeah, questions Joe, up. is because it builds up to this question. Let's say you sure. leave. You're in Boston right now. You leave your office. Uh, you're going down the flight of stairs to leave the office for the day. You fall and you break your foot. You have no insurance. You go in, you get surgery. You have a $100,000 hospital bill. All right. You have no money. The only way for you to do it is to figure out a way to transfer these first blood tokens and somehow cash them in via Coinbase or something to get real dollars to pay for your surgery. How do you do that?
1: How do I do them? Uh, I don't think I don't think we're do the, doing that because.
0: If you have but this is I'm giving you a a polarizing example for the sake of like educating my audience. If you had to, you have no money, you have a life and death scenario. You have to get you have to get some form of cash. Is there a way for you to get your cash out of this or no to pay for that surgery?
1: Any way for us to get cash out of this? Um, I really I really not sure how to answer this question because we don't. We haven't even created these tokens yet.
0: Yeah, but like one of the headlines, I mean, all the headlines that came out about this issue and says, hey, we just raised $5 million in five minutes. So like, you're, there's a value attached to these things. If I put your, your your head kind of to the metal here or your foot to the metal, if a life and death thing happened to you and you had to figure out a way to pay for something that you didn't have the money to pay for, can you actually translate that, your stake in this into real dollars to pay for your surgery? Um, I don't think so. Okay, got it. So, so why yeah. did you run with the headline? We raised five million dollars.
1: Because we we raised uh, uh, we raised about five dollar five million dollar equivalent ether yeah but it's not the
0: thing is though it's not equivalent right like you can't if it was if it was equivalent you would trade in each of your your tokens then it was 11 bucks a token so you'd use coinbase you'd put in one ether token you get 11 dollars out and minus their fee and then you'd use the 10 or nine dollars left to start paying down your surgery bill what you're saying is that conversion mechanism currently does not exist
1: Oh, I see. I see what you're asking. You're asking whether first block can be redeemed from uh, during the crowd crowd sale campaign.
0: Yeah, I'm asking like a hypothetical question, which is if someone that participated in your ecosystem in the crowd sale campaign when they launched, they have a stake. If they had a life and death emergency where they had to figure out a way to take, they had to sell their their position, they had to convert it out to pay for like a surgery. How would they do that, and can they?
1: Um. So for that question, right? Um. Right now, um. Um, the The company itself, we don't have any way to do that. But we're working on. Once we launch the platform, where first will be used as a utility token, where you can wager. Um, we're working with payment processors to to smooth out that the whole process of acquiring, acquiring first tokens or withdrawing them. And this won't come until the platform is working, which we're currently the whole entire team is dedicated to do.
0: Yeah. So back to my original question, which is, how are you running with a headline of "We raised five million in five minutes"? If that five million is not actual money, it, can't, it can't actually be converted.
1: Sorry, sorry. I, I, the five million is the is the money we raised from the crowd sale campaign, and that belongs to the company.
0: Yeah, but it's not real money. Right, because if you own part, like if you had to get, if you own a part of the company, you're one of the founders. You created this. If you had surgery, you had to figure out a way to pay something an expense in your life. You could not. No one can get access to that five million dollars.
1: Yeah, because it's owned by the project right? Yeah. So it's not, know, my it's point is it's not percent. basically
0: all, it's just a math equation. You sold 465,313 ether in September, 2016. It was valued at 11 bucks. 11 times 465,000 gives you the $5 million number. That's great. And that's what the project owns. But you like, like you, unless you raised traditional venture capital or anything like that, you can't use that to like pay your salary. So you can keep working on the project or anything like that. Am I correct?
1: Um, we can use the ether to, to keep running the project because, uh, the.
0: No, no, my ethers question, my, my to... question was like, how are you paying yourself? Do you pay yourself in, you know, 10 ether per month? And then if you need to go buy food, you exchange that via Coinbase and go buy the food. How do you translate it into real dollars?
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's a better question. Okay. Um, now obviously the project, the, pro- the project that we're running, we raised the ether and some of the ether, um, were liquidated into us dollars. And those U.S. dollars we are used to fund the project to pay salaries of the the people who are involved. Also, will be used uh, utilized to do the marketing to uh, to get the platform running. And so uh, so of the four hundred sixty five
0: thousand ether that was raised, how much was liquidated, and how do you make the decision about how much to liquidate? Sure.
1: Um, yeah so it, all of these are public information we we liquid about eighty percent of the the ether uh, post crowd sale. Uh, we remain about twenty percent ether uh, in the smart contract uh, for uh, because we don't. Yeah, we don't need them the amount of cash in the in the bank.
0: So just so just to be clear, if you liquidated eighty percent, you liquidated about three hundred seventy-two thousand two hundred fifty ether tokens, and you did it immediately about an eleven dollar value, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was around that number. Okay, we, so
0: so eleven times three hundred seventy-two thousand brings up about four million dollars. So you actually had four million dollars kind of in the bank, and that's what allows you to pay salaries. It's what allows you to compete with others in the space to do things like marketing and things like that. Is that accurate? that's accurate yeah okay guys so this is really really helpful i did not understand this in the past so you literally whether it's chase or bbnt or whatever it is you have a company bank account that has the four million there it's what helps you build and make this thing more valuable you left 20 percent of the initial four hundred sixty-five thousand ether sold in the company and now you're focused on growing it and you're gonna have your mvp going out here in the next few weeks is that accurate that's accurate. Yes. Okay, you just helped me so much understand how this thing actually works. So there is a way for you to like you have to pay yourself something. That, otherwise you wouldn't work on this for free, right? You have expenses, you have to pay for food, your rent, etc. That is how people that do token issuances or ICOs create salaries for themselves so they can pay their like living expenses. Is that right?
1: Yeah, from the from the ether they are raised. Yes.
0: Interesting. 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 But you just but you really did create that out of th- thin air. Like you said, the reason you came up with 5 million bucks to raise was based off what you thought your burn rate might be. And then you had, you know, spoke at community events and grew the demand for this just based off educating the market. And that's really what made it sell out in five minutes. Is that accurate?
1: Um, I think, yeah, I mean, marketing definitely contributed to a part of it, but more about the, the fundamental, um, the you know the technology we're building which had never existed before get
0: mm-hmm. interested you're talking um, about like with your uh, what did you call them the the, 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 the witness knows, yeah the, the, witness
1: knows, the witness knows and decentralized jury system
0: yeah that's what the I, value I, is yeah interesting interesting so do you look back and say crap we should have done ten million dollars instead of five million no no we don't why not, not? why not why then why not just do one million instead of five why, why don't we just do
1: one million instead of five?
0: Yeah, or, or 10 uh, instead of five.
1: Question, okay, Okay. yeah. So your question is, uh, we'll look back, why don't we raise more than what we need, right? Okay, uh, well,
0: d- what you need is you coming up with a number. You decided to tie it to your burn rate for, for three years. But you get my point, right? So someone listening right now, thinking about doing their own token issuance, what advice would you give them in terms of coming up with what they want to initially raise?
1: yeah so for, for ours uh, for us is really uh you know from the experience that we had also advises from the advisory board um uh, that will be how much we need to get to the you know the network profitability um, we think within that that runway we can run this uh we can we we can build the platform and, and have a decent amount of adoption and generate mm-hmm. enough cash flow to sustain the company itself.
0: So, interesting question here. You liquidated uh, kind of, you said you liquidated 80% kind of right off the bat. If you had, that was in September, if you had waited just six months and liquidated all those shares, at the 372,000 shares at the current price, which is almost 200 bucks, you would have basically had $74 million in cash in your bank. Is that accurate? um, uh, not shares ethers. Yeah. Sorry. Ether. Yeah. 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 So ether was valued when you, when you liquidated the 372,000 shares at 11 bucks a share, it's now 200 bucks a share. So if you had liquidated it today, if you had waited, it would 200 bucks times 372,000 shares comes out to almost $74 million. Uh, am I thinking about that? Right. If you guys had figured out a way, a way to wait, you could have liquidated and had 74 million in your bank instead of 4 million. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, but, um, that, that's, you know, that really doesn't matter in the current discussion right now because we, that wasn't the original goal that we have and we're not in, we're not in this project to Joe, choose.
0: come on the difference between $74 million and $4 million. You're going to tell me that's, we don't even think about it. That's nonchalant. That's a huge difference. Sure. But how would you know?
1: Huh. And the company the company need the uh, need the cash to get the project running
0: okay good yeah that's the answer right that, That's what I was curious about right Like like did you in the back of your mind know that this thing was going to be a rocket ship and take off uh, and, and was there a way for you to like resist the urge and try and wait somehow uh, and' you're, what you're saying is Nathan it's like the stock run we had no idea it was going to go up that much we needed the cash is that accurate? Uh,
1: yes yes it just like just like uh, the other projects uh, before us like auger right
0: guys big news last month was a huge month for the company i recently acquired which was www.thetopinbox.com i liked the company so much when i met the person who created it it lets you send emails later on gmail set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened it's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail and when you do that my email will appear it'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report and you can see how I'm buying and growing small b2b SaaS companies that's www.thetopinbox.com totally free to try and use www.thetopinbox.com yep okay joe makes good sense this has been really valuable let's wrap up here with the famous five number one what's your favorite business book
1: um my favorite business book um i would say uh what helped me the most uh i i definitely like lean startup a lot by eric reese number two uh, is
0: there a ceo you're following or studying um Elon musk number f- uh, three is there a favorite online tool you have like acuity scheduling
1: Oh, I like the tour they you're using, uh, but I haven't used it before. I'd say like, Slack is probably my favorite tour right now.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: About six hours.
0: Okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? <laughs> single. Single, no kids yet? No. <laughs> All right, last question, Joe. Uh, how old are you? Uh,
1: I'm about to turn 25.
0: Okay, very cool. So take us back five years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Hmm... Uh... <laughs>
0: A good question.
1: I think uh, definitely twenty years. I definitely wish I, uh, you know, I wasn't. I I wish I was less concerned about um, um, how I was perceived in school. More focus on the stuff that really matters to my my personal growth and. Uh, what I really, what I ultimately want, like sort of the life goals instead of being, you know, concerned about people going out, you want to be hanging out with them.
0: There you guys have it from Joe. He had a financial technology startup that he raised a little bit of capital for. Then went on to do consulting work after that. Said, you know what? I'm just going to go League of Legends hardcore, baby. Went in the gaming space, built a little tool around that. Ultimately, ended up uh, you know, failing on the DAO kind of platform. They were big uh, called uh, Tron, kind of in that space. They've now, in September 2016, did one of the fastest crowd sales out there on the crypto space, selling 465,000 Ether at an $11 kind of price point, raising over $5 million in under five minutes. In order to fund First Blood, which is this gaming community they're building in the crypto world, they decide to liquidate 80% of that at the $11 price point. So they put about $4 million in their bank to help fund their salaries, marketing, and growth of the the ecosystem. All in all, they have over 1,500 people that participated in that token issuance looking to release their MVP here in the next few weeks check it out firstblood.com joe thank you for taking us to the top thank you Nathan. it's firstblood.io by the Ooh, way. .io. sorry guys firstblood.io thanks joe if you enjoyed joe today go back and listen to alex yesterday he has tripled his SaaS company year over year in terms of their revenue growth to over 1.2 million dollars in monthly recurring revenue this company is called scout rfp